You might be a melegent if your grandfather is buried under a tombstone with the Star of David. Someone in your family married a Portuguese. You have a knob-like bump at the base of your brain. You were born with six fingers on each hand. Hello, I'm Pete Ferrand, and this is the Time Traveler's Suitcase. You've just heard Ginger Cucolo narrating the first part of You Might Be a Melungeon If. And what makes a Melungeon is what we're about to talk about in this podcast. It seems Melungeons are a tri-racial ethnic group concentrated, though not exclusively, in the mountains where Kentucky, Tennessee, North Carolina, Virginia, and West Virginia come together. First mentioned in recorded history in the early part of the 19th century, the group undoubtedly goes back much further. Where did they come from? That's a good question, and speculation is literally all over the map. There are indications they may be Portuguese, African, Turkish, Jewish, Muslim, Irish, Scottish, Welsh, or something else. At any rate, there are between 50,000 and 250,000 of them in the USA. As you might imagine, Melungeons have been discriminated against as they have been perceived as not white, including at various times and places not being allowed to vote or even attend public schools. Now, that's about as far as we can go with the non-controversial aspects. Taking advantage of the Internet, people have been arguing over the ethnic origins, and we'll hear more about that in a little bit. DNA Consultants is the sponsor of the Time Traveler Suitcase. It's a company that has been helping people find their ancestry for more than 15 years. The founder, Donald Yates, has written a number of popular books that have now become audio titles like Cherokee DNA Studies, Real People Who Proved the Geneticists Wrong. This is the audiobook featured in our first few episodes. His pledge, then and now, was to treat every customer's family history with the same care as his own. That idea was behind the DNA Fingerprint Plus, Cherokee Ancestry Test, and now Primeval DNA. Based on the discoveries of Israeli-American geneticist Eren el it is the world's first ancient DNA test series. Could you match both modern-day Israeli Jews and ancient Israelites? It's possible, but it's only possible at DNA Consultants. Visit us online at www.dnaconsultants.com. Check out the latest in DNA research on modern-day populations and ancient peoples like Vikings, early American Indians, Stone Age Europeans, and others. You'll be delighted and amazed. Here now we have a reading from the book Ancestors and Enemies. Essays on Melungeons by Phyllis Starnes and Donald Yates. The one and only Ginger Cucolo narrates for us the chapter titled Cyberfeud on the Ridge, a hair-raising, hair-pulling fight between disagreeing and sometimes disagreeable folks in genealogy fora over just who is and who is not a Melungeon. I'd spell or define that word for those of you to whom it is unfamiliar, but as you'll hear, that's part of the problem. Some people pronounce it differently, too. Oil your rifle guns. 
get your good glasses on and let out the hounds because the genealogy wars have erupted and the melungeons are coming it's newman's ridge against a passel of flatlanders and city slickers and a hair-pulling rip-snorting fracas that offends against nearly every precept of civil behavior and most rules of logic and spelling anything goes in this jolly tale of let you and him fight people agree it was the national genealogy society in washington that fired the first shot in june nineteen ninety six this lily-white normally harmless body led by members of the daughters of the american revolution published a review of brent kennedy's book the melungeons in their quarterly magazine the author was virginia easley demars ph d past president genealogy hobbyist and science fiction writer who worked for the office of federal acknowledgment bureau of indian affairs u s department of the interior mercer university press has placed its imprimatur on a book that attempts to cross the disciplines of anthropology genealogy and history with genetics as a periodic refrain dr demars began her attack however the author does not apply the standard methodology of any of these disciplines racial prejudice and persecution as the title implies are the themes that meld all this together a chronological leap over several centuries enables the author to propose an exotic ancestry for two hundred thousand individuals perhaps far more an ancestry that sweeps in virtually every olive ruddy and brown-tinged ethnicity known or alleged to have appeared anywhere in the pre-civil war southeastern united states the keepers of the sacred national character were clearly alarmed at the prospect of hundreds of thousands of olive ruddy and brown-tinged individuals reverting to type and demanding the equal treatment that history and custom had denied them Mindful of the unpleasant civil rights agitation of the 60s and 70s and uncomfortable memories dredged up by the Indian self-recognition movement, DeMars took a page from the official playbook of her employer and launched an end run on this new threat to the revised standard version of America. The Melungeons were all proved by modern science and scrutiny of public records, which are colorblind to be, if not white, at least just as good as white such persons have never been discriminated against nothing had been taken away from them so nothing needed to be restored to them they had no rights beyond what all the rest of us had they deserved no special treatment in the history books case closed sensing a slight but not realizing what had run him over brent kennedy promulgated a response posted on the melungeon heritage association's website after more than a year of confusion and defensive maneuvers of course he demurred much of this back-and-forth bannering could have been avoided if the national genealogical quarterly had permitted me some sort of response to her nineteen ninety six book review but the editors did not and the rest as they say is history kennedy gallantly thanked those journals and websites which did publish my rebuttal and even went so far as to say he was generally pleased to see what appears to be dr demars's increasing acceptance of a broader-based mediterranean gene pool for our appalachian ancestors but ants are not gentlemen as bertie wooster was fond of remarking the damage was done kennedy would fight a losing battle against his detractors until he fell from a stroke and his own health forced him into retirement kennedy singled out three key elements in demars's ambush one 
she sees no rationale or evidence for any theorized Turkish infusion, and, two, she believes that Melungeons have always been, and remain, a very few isolated families, and that I have broadened the definition of Melungeon to the point of meaningless, and, three, she sees absolutely no evidence that I personally am of Melungeon descent. Like a Shakespearean hero, he poured a waste of spirit and an expensive shame into responding to these three points over the next five years without realizing that the grounds of the argument and rules of engagement were against him. With the waters muddied and the hidden hand of racism and denial sporting free, the term Melungeon is still undefined fifteen years later. Things started out peaceably on the new Genform Melungeon Forum in June 2000. Several listers announced they were Melungeon and proud of it. Then certain members began to take sides and sow dissension. More than 20,000 posts were to fly from the fingers of subscribers in one year alone. Under the ominous rubric, irresponsible self-appointed judges, we find Perry Spencer posting on July 13, 2000. These notices are filling this forum with junk and ruining it. I don't want to ignore the Williamson message, or Denham's either, if they have thoughtful content. I do want to ignore the goofy, boring, repetitive, childish, schizoid drivel. A user named C. Denham felt compelled to clarify. Please, fellow posters, be aware that there are more than one Denham on this board, and all we have in common is the name. L. Denham shot back. Well, now ain't you special? Guess that proves that all denims don't use good judgment when they marry. Hope your children, if any, act more like the denims than whatever line you came from. To which Perry Spencer reposted, Looks and sounds as if the poster has been drinking. It is not known how Perry Spencer could detect the smell of alcohol over the Internet. On July 12, 2000, the unwelcome Steve Williamson posted, the whole thing started when I posted the names of the articles by DeMars and the book by Elder on the Melungeon Forum. Nancy Morrison and Mike Nassau jumped all over me for posting those names, and things just got worse from there. Nancy still has a grudge against me from last year. There's a handful of people who are dead sure that Kennedy's theories are the only right ones. Those people want to make the forum into their own little private club. Next came an admonition from Aaron Ardvark. Please do not respond to any posts by Steve Williamson. Do not dignify his rantings by a response. And from Joe Showalter, Steve Williamson is on official ignore from the responsible members of this forum. This did not prevent Steve Williamson from starting a thread. For new people who have an open mind, Mike Nassau again warned listeners that Steve Williamson was disruptive and insulting, and no one should respond to his posts. Digging into the prelude to this banishment, we find threads with titles like Diabolical, Undesirable, Anti-Melungeon, and Blocking Undesirables from Your Sight. Delving deeper, we uncovered Steve, the Troublemaker, Sorry, But I Had To, Racist, and The Niceties of Civilized Discourse. As would frequently happen in misfortunes overtaking the list, many of the posts leading up to the unmasking of the Troublemaker were subsequently removed. 
It is hard in retrospect to reconstruct many of the threads. When things would calm down, the wreckage left by saboteurs and the clean-up crew would show a scene of puzzling awe and mystery, as when a storm leaves standing the kitchen of a home while carrying off all the other rooms, or a trail of destruction has made a pious detour around a church. The year 2002 saw Kennedy receive reinforcements for his theory from academicians Elizabeth Hirschman of Rutgers and Donald Yates, one of the authors of this book. A Kingsport native, Hirschman was just beginning to build her fame as an expert in Appalachian cultural identity and ethnic consumer behavior after discovering her parents had lied to her about the family's Melungeon ancestry, telling her she was white, Christian, and privileged, an ordinary wasp. She, like Yates, had spent the first fifty years of her life under the happy illusion of a false ancestry. A confederate, Donna Snelling, was so taken with their work that she started a thread, Sephardim DNA Studies, in June. Thanks, Donna Lynn, wrote Sheila Hill of East Tennessee. This list needed to have factual data on this most important study. I have had the pleasure of conversing with Donald Panther Yates, and I applaud and respect his efforts. We should all consider that persons such as Dr. Panther Yates have contributed towards our overall knowledge of multi-ethnic peoples in the Southeast. But the reaction of most listeners was not so receptive. In the thread, why the controversy, Joanne Pizzullo shot down Donnellan's statement. The roots of the Melungeons come from an area from Pennsylvania to Florida and way beyond. Not all went to or stayed in Tennessee. Pizzullo began to recruit a ridge-only party, while holding to the nihilist school of DeMars that claimed her Gibsons and others were just plain folks, certainly not Jewish. Ramona Bays Woods wrote on June 7th, For the life of me, I cannot understand why some fellow researchers found her messages regarding Dr. Yates' work on the Sephardim Jews upsetting. But the list owner, Dennis Maggard, assured everyone, I have reviewed these Sephardim postings with some care now and see no evidence of anyone on this list being upset about anything. At any rate, the list was purged of discordant messages and again sanitized. Then came Fourth Melungeon Union, held June 20th through 22nd, 2002, in Kingsport, Tennessee. Kennedy, popular and in his prime, welcomed newcomers, rallied the troops, and calmed the various factions in a celebration that took place for the first and last time, literally in a big tent, one erected for the occasion in a city park. Elizabeth Hirschman presented her DNA findings, and Donald Yates spoke about tie-ins with southeastern Indians. Nancy Morrison organized a health caucus. The aftermath of Fourth Union witnessed an irreparable splintering of the movement into hostile camps, now armed with the weapons of modern science. The Melungeon Heritage Society in Wise, Virginia, which had begun to keep a proud Melungeon registry, was soon wrecked over ideological issues. Bets were all off for any partnership with a university or other sponsoring entity. As many had rejected the notion of Melungeons being a separate ethnic entity in the first place, so now many refused to believe there was such a thing as Melungeon diseases, especially, it seemed, if Melungeon health sometimes overlapped with well-known Jewish diseases, such as familial Mediterranean fever. A rancorous rift opened up over this issue. 
while many of my relatives have been diagnosed with fibro, CFS, and lupus, I would like to see this gene traced back to surnames and not a group of people who, in my opinion, were so-called fairy tale. Joanne Pizzullo wrote witheringly to Nancy Morrison on July 6th. Nancy reloaded and barraged Joanne with more facts in a thread called Book Outdated by DNA. She would soon be kicked off the list for telling the story in the hopes of helping others. By the end of 2002, the deteriorating situation called for a new statement from Kennedy, who once again attempted to be the peacemaker. He zeroed in on five issues. These were, one, how do I define melungeon? Two, are there melungeon diseases? Three, what will DNA studies show? Four, are there melungeon anthropological traits? And five, what is the melungeon movement? The battle lines were drawn, obviously, but the defensive nature of the leader's remarks could hardly go unnoticed. The word melungeon now needed apologetic quotation marks around it. Trouble continued to brew for those who espoused the Jewish roots of the melungeons. Things came to a head in a thread titled, Lord Have Mercy, igniting several hundred posts in February of 2003. At the epicenter, Elizabeth Hirschman wrote, Hi, guys, and I thought the folks living here in New Jersey were rough. You folks have got to stop fighting with each other. What a contentious website. To me, however, with my we're really all Jewish theory, you are just proving my point. The only other place I have ever witnessed such bickering and nitpicking is when I attended a Jewish conference two years ago where they were discussing who was and was not a Jew. Oddly enough, that discussion, fight, almost exactly paralleled the issues on this board. But, just like here, it only hurt people's feelings and got us nowhere in terms of creating group cohesion or intellectual progress. In two years or so, the present discussion won't be relevant because by then a large set of DNA scores will be available for many families in the region. What we are going to learn, and already are learning, is that virtually all of the families have Iberian Jewish ancestry, plus some Arab, some Turkish, some Berber, some Native American, and some African American in given lines. DNA-wise, physically, and ethnically, we are going to be pretty much indistinguishable from one another regardless of whether we come from Tennessee, Virginia, North Carolina, Kentucky, West Virginia, Arkansas, Missouri, or Texas, because these are the places our ancestors migrated and kept intermarrying and intermarrying ad infinitum. Adios and shalom, Beth. A rift developed between Pat Elder, a Melungeon author, and Brent Kennedy. In the same thread, Kelly Pritchard told Pat, Time for a big time out and go sit in a corner. Pat had written, Have you ever seen anyone as arrogant as Kennedy? I am wondering why he decided to attack Melinda Yates. He was pretty nasty to her, I thought. Melinda Yates hastened to stipulate, Hi, Melungeon Movement. I have been keeping abreast of the happenings on this list from the archives, and yes, I am a real person, but have only signed back on this list to emphatically state I am not related to Donald Panther Yates, as some have claimed in a private email to me. Thank you very much, Melinda. Kelly Pritcher further told Pat Elder, Just think for the rest of history of this list, 
people researching you and putting your name in a simple search engine like google will be treated to a copy of your personal attack on brent kennedy is that your intentions not very honorable nor nice now go sit in the corner for fifteen minutes while repeating to yourself if i can't say anything nice i will say it off list spare us please i thank you in advance for future use of good manners judy lang weighed in with yes pat i think you are more arrogant than kennedy but you are also rude and you demean your fellow list members you are so quick to draw the first blood with sarcasm and then turn around and say somebody else was being nasty this has been a pattern of yours lately i hope you will not wake up tomorrow and regret so much of what you are saying today as you did last time unless that regret catalyzes a change but joanne pazula had the last word let he who is without sin cast the first stone pat apologized brent accepted dennis closed the discussion by june the in crowd had settled down and seemed in the mood to just have some fun again meeting on the cherokee indian reservation to play indians penny ferguson wrote to the ridge only group does anyone have a favorite place they like to stay overnight in cherokee north carolina and yates and hirschman's melungeon project is too silly to discuss her silly thread drew over thirty me too's We're listening to Cyber Feud on the Ridge, part of an internet discussion slash argument about the origins of Melungeons. It's a chapter from the book Ancestors and Enemies, Essays on Melungeons by Phyllis Starnes and Donald Yates, as read by Ginger Kukolo. On June 24th, Helen Campbell, who had started a website at melungeons.com and posted a list of surnames for DNA volunteers, wrote to Joanne Pizzullo. Joanne, believe it or not, there is another world outside of this list, a world that you cannot control by your intimidation towards others. Melungeon hugs Helen. Joanne took aim and wrote back, Helen, this is not about intimidation nor control. The surnames on that list are not Melungeons. If Hirschman and Yates wants to call them Melungeons without any documentation, then they should expect people to challenge it. She wondered why the authors of the Melungeon DNA study hadn't gotten authorization from her, to which Helen replied, they need no authorization from you. Joanne then retaliated with, Check the census records, Helen. Most of those names are not even found in Virginia or Tennessee. They may not need authorization from anyone, but I do not need authorization from anyone to flat out say those are not Melungeons in that study. If you are talking about the Hirschman Yate project, they need to rename that Appalachian study. Those are not Melungeons. To a call for volunteers, Susie Griffith wrote on June 25th, I have utterly no problem about going public. I have never tried to hide my heritage. I just want to be sure I'm one of the folks the group is looking for. Betty the Windchaser replied, Same here. If my bowling bowling line could be established, I would be willing to do, and to have no problem with being public. She thoughtfully appended the toll-free number for the National Domestic Violence Hotline. In July, it was time for Penny Ferguson to post, would someone please call in a psychiatrist? The subject now was Jack Goins' DNA. Jack had written previously about Grandpa's Indians and thought he knew who they were. Elizabeth Hirschman explained to him, Because Don Panther Yates and Brent Kennedy also have Native American Sizemore ancestry, 
although not in their direct male-to-male paternal lineage they are your genetic cousins they are therefore as melungeon as your goins are and indeed the native american sizemore have as good a claim to melungeonness as you do beth listers got into a shouting match about nancy morrison helen campbell and donald yates suggestion that the word melungeon might have something to do with angolan melungu a part black mixed group in brazil jack goins bullied helen with donald panther yates don't believe in documentation and janet crane demanded is donald panther yates retracting the statement about this time the sizemore name came periodically into the crosshairs of the debunkers joy king indignantly denied that sizemores were native american or melungeon brian hall just as forcefully claimed they were both and in fact jewish to boot when he announced that he was publishing a book on his sizemores the response from others was generally enthusiastic accepting of the family's jewish roots vicky swift landis for instance wrote him i am very interested in your book my sizemore grandmother married a cowan and i find they are a jewish background also i notice miss king states there is no prof to the jewishness of sizemores i would very much like to know if i have jew in me but others were less than enthralled i'd like to suggest you and donald panther yates personally do some actual sizemore research taunted joy king in rebuttal to brian hall's sizemore sephardic jews thread on ancestry dot com there is nothing that would indicate the richard and john of the sixteen thirty eight list of barbados were anything but english bonnie snipe i wouldn't buy your book and dismiss jewishness by pointing out that the sizemore male line was testing out to be q or native american just so you know michelle went even further threatening legal action I wonder if Brian and Don Panther Yates are prepared for a serious lawsuit if any of my ancestors are mentioned. I fully intend to bring it into court of law unless every single bit of information is documented. If it isn't, there better be a notation directly visible in that book that says this is just one theory and not proven beyond a reasonable doubt. Strident capital letters and venom-dipped asterisks ran riot after a Salt Lake City Mormon researcher named Alan Lerwick released the results of his long study of the Sizemores in England. He tied them to the Jewish sector of the city and traced him back to a Michael Sizemore. After some less than friendly back and forth with Joy King on the Sizemore message board, Lerwick posted, Get off the head trip that the Sizemore blood is Native American, the male line of Sizemore is Jewish. The earliest record that I have seen of these Sizemores is of a Samuel Sizemore, born about 1673, that was living in Norfolk, Norfolk County, Virginia, in 1693. Samuel is likely a brother of William Sizemore, born about 1675, death about 1755, Halifax County, Virginia that was living in circa 1712 in Henrico County, Virginia. William is my ancestor. William is grandfather of old Ned Edward Sizemore that married Elizabeth Rachel Jackson. My line is through William's son, Ephraim, and then through his son, George Sizemore, that died about 1790, Stokes County, North Carolina. King would become the bete noire of Sizemore message boards, never giving up on their being English and non-Jewish. 
she bedeviled lerwick and others for years condemning any study project or testing company that found jewish ancestry in melungeons starting her own sizemore d n a surname project she clung to the explanation that sizemore was an english name as for the sizemore q lineage that could be a rare european form of q not american indian donald yates blogged later on another site that sizemore sizemore turns out to be traceable to the c smear family from hertfordshire as proven by english records a supporting comment from the user zoltan pointed out that sitzma was a well-known hungarian surname from the turkish word sitzma from boot real jews of the very same central european surname were buried in israel and listed in the holocaust database after the original Melungeon surname DNA project on family tree DNA began to infer Jewish roots in many of the participants' male lines, Jack Goins and several others founded their own study with the same name through the same company. The original Hirschman Yates project was yanked, leaving the rival study in sole possession of the field. In a statement given on February 23, 2010, Elizabeth Hirschman, the founder of the original project, looked back on these years when many had not wanted to accept there were Jews in Melungeonland. Initially, many people in the genetic genealogical community were frustrated that the incoming Jewish DNA results were not originating in the Middle East as they had strongly believed and hoped, some as Zionists, but were showing a lot of Khazar, Central Asian, Eastern European, and Western European Spanish-French input. Don Panther Yates and I, and also Ellen Levy Kaufman, on the DNA genealogy list at RootsWeb, had been saying this was the case. Critics were not happy that the data were confirming it. Where Don and I have performed a service, I believe, is by just following the DNA trail and accepting new findings. For example, the Gypsy Roma, when they come in, instead of clinging to an a priori theory, belief, wish. To cite one different approach, a lot of Behar's early 2000 studies now are being criticized for his overclaiming a Middle Eastern origin for the majority of Jews. Polarization between the various factions went into high gear on the eve of Hirschman's presentation at the El Paso Conference on Crypto-Judaic Studies in August 2006. The Richards were now in lockstep with Bennett Greenspan and other self-appointed arbiters of Jewish genetics. Joanne Pizzillo issued this statement. For the record, Hirschman and Yates' Melungeons are not the same as the Melungeons who have been documented to be have had ties to Newman's Ridge. Nancy Morrison screamed in all caps, is a matter of opinion, not a fact. Not to be outdone, Pizzullo blasted back, sticking in asterisks and peppering the enemy with a hail of quote marks for effect. It is my opinion the Yates and Hirschman Melungeon DNA project is a joke. It is a fact that their Melungeons are not the same as the Melungeons who have been documented to be have had ties to Newman's Ridge. It apparently is also your opinion those names are not associated with Melungeons, since I have checked the names on your gen forum and you have not posted your families living in the area of North Carolina, Virginia, Kentucky, Tennessee, West Virginia, and the last 200 plus years may belong to a very interesting group of people called Melungeons and may have health issues. Post a few, if any, of them. 
Many listers took cover after the gunfights of 2006. Kennedy, Hirschman, Yates, Campbell, Morrison, and other proponents of what may be called the crypto-Jewish hypothesis left the list. When Hirschman and Yates published, suddenly Meludgeon, reconstructing consumer identity across the color line. In the technical journal Consumer Culture Theory in 2007, the new management of Meludgeon L. under Janet Crane as moderator posted a word of caution. Jack Goins wrote on January 10, 2008, Confession. Hello, list members. I must confess, I love to argue, debate, etc., blah, blah, on this list, but presently I don't have time to post or assist others in their family or Melungeon research. If it does not violate any rules, I hereby give Beth permission to use those emails where she accused me of being disingenuous and eventually apologized to the list. I also request her or Donald Panther Yates to explain, confirm, how they decided there was a female Melungeon MTDNA test and also identify that sweet little Melungeon lady who they surely must have used to establish such a test. Unfortunately, neither Hirschman nor Yates ever heard this humble confession. No one was there to explain to Jack that mitochondrial DNA did not need a sweet little Melungeon lady, since it was carried by both males and females, and a test to see if your mitochondrial DNA matched other Melungeons might be taken by either a lad or a lady. Later in the year, Roberta Estes published her long online article, Revealing American Indian and Minority Heritage Using Y-Line, Mitochondrial Autosomal, and X-Chromosomal Testing Data Combined with Pedigree Analysis Revealing American Indian and Minority Heritage Using Y-Line, Mitochondrial Autosomal, and X-Chromosomal Testing Data Combined with Pedigree Analysis A few years before, like Goins, Joy King, and others, she had decided if you can't lick them, join them and started her own DNA consulting business. Invidious comparisons were bound to be made with Donald Yates, and the company had founded in 2003 named DNA Consultants. Estes was duly plugged on the list, and when followers of DNA Consultants objected, listers were told by Janet Crane, just a reminder that it has been customary to allow a one-time courtesy announcement by list members of their website, books, etc., Donald Gates is not a member of this list. Thank you. Joanne Pizzullo now complained to Janet Crane. Janet, with all due respect, the article you posted by Roberta Estes, in my opinion, has nothing to do with Melungeons in the first place. Then you post a link to her website where we can order thousands of dollars worth of tests and analysis, and now you say you might get lucky? As Roberta Estes is part of Family Tree DNA, I find this posting as nothing more than an advertisement for Family Tree DNA and the company DNA Explained, owned and operated by Roberta Estes. If the results of a DNA test is that hard to understand that one needs to pay hundreds and hundreds of dollars to have someone explain it to them, shouldn't it at least be in the small print when you order the DNA test? It's the same as ordering a book for $350 and finding it is written in code. If we are going to bank on getting lucky, my money would be on DNA consultants. Our exclusive best-selling DNA fingerprint test examines all your ancestral lines at once to tell you which countries and ethnic groups your ancestors came from. The test confirms any Native American, African, or Asian ancestry. 
this careless comparison was the bait for joy king to take another pot shot at the jewish indians she wrote are you sure this is where you want to put your money and pasted the boilerplate from dna consultants about us webpage apparently it was enough to see from donald yates brief company bio mentioning he was of choctaw cherokee ancestry for persons of the proper persuasion to take the hint and run not walk in the opposite direction now self-fueled the jubilant cannonade went on for over a hundred more replies and counter-replies in the echo chamber the list had become like many history-making events the estes article had one unintended consequence it would take indians to recognize the dirty tricks in her research but the signs were apparent from the beginning few realized it but her sample was trimmed to produce a conclusion she sought footnote four stated the Melungeon DNA Project, while initially included in this research, was subsequently removed from the report because of the lack of evidence of Native American ancestry and no direct connection to the lost colonists. The Lumbee may be connected to the Melungeons, but that remains unproven. In 2009, Estes went on to publish Where Have All the Indians Gone?, which brought the predictable weary retort from Indians that they were still here. Estes carried on the tradition of Virginia DeMars, who, as we saw, favored the BIA's well-honed and time-honored methods for writing people of color out of existence with data and documentation. Furthermore, as having Melungeon heritage became desirable and exotic, the range of where these people were reportedly found has expanded to include nearly every state south of New England and east of the Mississippi, and in the words of Dr. Virginia DeMars, Melungeon history has been erroneously expanded to provide an exotic ancestry that sweeps in virtually every olive, ruddy, and brown-tinged ethnicity known or alleged to appear anywhere in the pre-Civil War southeastern United States. And so we return full circle to the Office of Recognition. So many impoverished and marginalized brown people actively aware of how their ancestors had been mistreated in the past could spell trouble for government. Estes then joined Jack Goins, Penny Ferguson, and Janet Crane in publishing the long-awaited report on their own Melungeon DNA project in July 2011. The title of the paper was Melungeons, a Multi-Ethnic Population. The government vogue word, multi-ethnic, seems here to have the approximate meaning of not this, not that. Y'all can check as many boxes as you like. It won't do you any good. The paper's summary was given as follows. Many sources exist where the Melungeons identify themselves variously as Indians and Portuguese. Only one family, the Goans, are identified orally as having Negroes heritage. Given the physically dark appearance of the Melungeons, they have unquestionable heritage other than European which seemed to be an unsurprising conclusion, until one realized that the authors limited their sights to Ridgers, who called themselves Portuguese, and Goans, who already identified themselves as having sub-Saharan African. Elsewhere in the article one reads, the Collins and Gibson founding lines, meaning Vardy Collins and Shepherd Buck Gibson, were said to be Cherokee and stole the names of white men in Virginia. Their DNA indicates that if they were native, it was not via their paternal line. Comma, Splice, how do you steal a white man's name? I certainly hope no Melungeons are going to steal mine. 
Another revelation was, a link has been found through the Goins family to the Lumbee. The smiling Goins family was not thought to be an original Lumbee family, but subsequent research has shown that even though the group in 1915 was sought to be an outside group, the ancestors of this group were found in 1770 with other founding Lumbee families. Here was another distinction without a difference. And finally, the real point of the article. No evidence, historical, oral, genealogical, or genetic, has been found to support a Turkish, Middle Eastern, Jewish, or Gypsy heritage. Roberta Estes's killing off of the Lost Colony Indians by the tried-and-true methods of the BIA won her the prestigious Paul Jehu Beringer Jr. and Senior Award of Excellence in grateful recognition of her dedication and devotion to preserving and perpetuating North Carolina's rich history. Expecting similar accolades for laying to rest the Melungeon mystery, Goins and his team did achieve national press coverage the minute their work hit print, or rather the World Wide Web. But the reaction was not what they had bargained for. What ensued was like a box of flying squirrels being dumped in the living room of a trailer during a tornado, or an episode of the Hatfields and McCoys. In the aftermath, many were glad they did not buy tickets on the Goins train wreck. But one of the unforeseen effects played out in the American Indian community. Jack Goins declares war on Indian heritage, was the headline, and genocide, the watchword in an infuriated outcry from scott collins like most observers collins thought that the article postulates that the melungeons are african americans this is a total bunk job in sheer genocidal activity against the saponi lumbi okanichi tutelo cherokee tuscarora haliwa and powhatan and other indian peoples of appalachia this same tactic was used back in the days of walter a plecker first registrar of vital statistics of virginia plecker was bent on a campaign to cover indian ancestry by calling anyone that claimed indian ancestry to be african-american he used the term negro at that time plecker was a white supremacist and a member of the anglo-saxon club he wrote and helped push for the racial integrity act in virginia Lest readers think the word genocide was being used recklessly, Collins, a member of a non-federally recognized American Indian tribe, went on to cite the articles of the Convention on the Prevention and Punishment of the Crime of Genocide. Within the agreed-upon definition of genocide was causing mental harm to members of the group, deliberately inflicting on the group conditions of life calculated to bring about its physical destruction in whole or in part and imposing measures intended to prevent births within the group. Virginia DeMarsh retired in 2004 after a 40-year career in the Bureau of Indian Affairs Office of Recognition. She had done her work well, just like Walter Plecker, Charles B. Davenport, William Harlan Gilbert, Jr., Edward T. Price, Calvin L. Beale, Thomas J. Hart, and a host of others in the archives of American official racism. The Melungeon movement was effectively dead. We've been listening to a chapter from the book Ancestors and Enemies, Essays on Melungeons, by Phyllis Starnes and Donald Yates. Our narrator is Ginger Kukolo, 
who narrates the audiobook version of the book. Melungeons were a triracial clan hidden away in the hills and hollers of Lower Appalachia with a genetic predisposition to six fingers and Mediterranean diseases and an unsavory reputation for moonshining, counterfeiting, and secret cults. Were they the nation's oldest indigenous people? This collection by two researchers involved in the explosive controversy tells the story of the Melungeon movement in a coherent, chronological fashion for the first time. Fourteen original illustrations, ranging from Granny Dollar, the last Cherokee Indian in northeast Alabama, to Louis Gomez, builder of the oldest standing Jewish residence in the United States, add interest to the portrayal of this mysterious and exotic ethnic community. I hope you'll join us for the next Time Traveler Suitcase, as there's lots more to explore in the world of DNA. You can find all of Donald Yates's and DNA Consultants' books on audible.com, from Ancestors and Enemies to Cherokee DNA Studies, Real People Who Proved the Geneticists Wrong. Listen to us on iTunes and from the link at dnaconsultants.com. We'd like to hear your comments. Please direct them to the webpage. The Time Traveler's Suitcase is brought to you by DNA Consultants. Check out the webpage at dnaconsultants.com. The program is written by Donald Yates and Pete Ferrand, and I'm host and producer Pete Ferrand. Thanks for listening.